Welcome, everybody, to the Steve Jordan Experience. Happy New Year. I know this is probably a little bit late. This is going to be coming out in January, but hey, Happy New Year. You know, let's celebrate every day as if it's a new year because life is amazing. And, you know, it's so important to celebrate every day because we don't know if it's our last. I don't mean to be <laughs> kind of dismal here, but it is, uh, you know, we've, we've seen some things over the past several weeks. Uh, one in light, again, this is coming out a few weeks after, but last night, this was, this is actually aired on January, this is being recorded on January 3rd, but last night on Monday Night Football, uh, a 24-year-old, you know, world-class football player had a heart attack on the field and had it was administered CPR to save his life. And he's in critical condition right now. And, you know, again, here you look at these heroes, these gladiators and people you just, you know, you look up to as superhuman and it could be, you know, you, you never know. So in light of that, let's have a happy new year. Let's celebrate life. Let's make it exceptional and extreme. And we could do that with my guest who is actually on the show for the second time, Dr. Peter Kozlowski. He is an author. He's a functional medicine physician, and he is somebody who's written a great book. I got a lot of great reviews on the last podcast we did. It's episode 144 on the Steve Jordan experience. And it was called Unfunk Your Gut. Uh, his book was very successful. We had a lot of great feedback on that podcast. A lot of people really admired it. And he's got a new book out right now. It's called Get the Funk Out, a functional medicine guide to balancing your hormones and detoxifying. If you've got symptoms showing up as aches and pains or issues with your digestion and skin, it's time to get this book because you can get the funk out. You know, how you detox, it gives you some really like detailed information on how to do that. Dr. Peter Kozlowski is not just someone who preaches this, but he practices it on his own. He's going to give us some insight from his clinical practice and his personal experiences. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome him back. Thanks for being here. Thank you for the awesome intro. I love it. And I'm honored to be back. Great. Thanks. You know, again, I led with, hopefully it wasn't doom and gloom, right? In in light of, you know, what happened last night, I think it's all on our minds. You know, again, we, we talked about these, you know, but these superhumans, these gladiators, these people that, you know, we would never expect something like that to happen. And I bring it up again, because, you know, we, we, the, we talked about this in our first podcast, you know, your gut health. And right now your, your, your gut is really the window to your, to your health. You know, it's an area that you can detect and see your health from the inside out. And I want you to kind of comment on that, you know, because I don't want it to be too late for other people. I want you to give us some insights and in, in the kind of how we've progressed here in the science, what's, what's happening now. And then some of your own personal experiences, professionally and personally, perhaps, you know, on the importance of gut health and, and why it's so important and why we need to address it today. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you don't mind, I want to share a personal story from a, an experience that's relevant to what happened last night. So many people don't know this about me, but I am an honorary Nobel Prize winner. And the story goes that the Nobel Prize Museum was in Stock, is in Stockholm, Sweden. And I was there a few years ago for a tour. And they announced during the tour, is there a doctor in the crowd? And, and I, so I raised my hand and they said, someone's choking next door. Can you go help them? And so I went over to this cafe. And if anybody's been in Europe, it's this busy square in the middle of Stockholm. And uh, someone was digging in this man's throat. And I said, hey, stop. I think he had a cardiac arrest. He's not choking. Started doing CPR. The paramedics came and... Um, they had me help them. And so after a number of minutes of, resuscit of resuscitating him, he came back to life, um, kind of like what happened last night on Monday Night Football. Wow. And 
eventually someone asked me for my email address and um the Nobel Prize Museum they they came over and they were like hey we want to give you a private tour and they gave me a little Nobel Prize that's made out of chocolate but I still call it my Nobel Prize <laughs> but a few months later I got an email that said hey were you in Stockholm and uh 3 months ago and and I replied yes and it was the gentleman who had uh uh, recovered. And he told me he was in Stockholm for, because his wife had been flown from Iceland for neurosurgery. She had had an aneurysm that ruptured and they medevaced her to Stockholm for surgery. And while he was having lunch with his daughter after visiting his wife, he had a, a, a cardiac incident. Um, and so he, for many months, invited me to Iceland to uh, visit him. And eventually I went and and spent an awesome week seeing it. But uh, just, uh, my favorite story from my life, um, of, of something that's relevant that can give hope and he's ha happy, healthy. I had dinner with his wife and his daughter and, 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 uh, oh, wow. it's just an awesome experience. And so my prayers go to the whole NFL community, um, for, you know, watching what happened last night, but yeah, there, I know there's a always hope. Very, a lot of people were very shooken up. Um, and as you shared that, I just got chills, um, I didn't watch it. I didn't witness it, but I've been seeing some feeds and different social media areas of people who have kind of a PTSD who are watching it live yeah. and, yeah. Um, you know, seeing this go on and seeing the entire, you know, both teams surround in this sort of, um, you know, they were guarding him in, in a sense, you know, yeah. protecting the visibility and, and the privacy of it. I mean, it was really awe-inspiring and, and sad at the same time. Yeah, it was. So, but you know, um, it looks like he he should be okay. Um, you yeah. know, amazing job by the this the the medical professionals that were there that resuscitated him. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's talk gut health. Yep. Um, Hippocrates said it three thousand years ago: all disease begins in the gut. And everybody always asks me why or wh why did he say that? How did he know that? And the simplest way I put it is is that the gut is the main gateway into your body. It's how the outside world enters the inside world. And, and most people think of their skin and their lungs as, as those barriers, but the gut is actually a bigger barrier that's even thinner. And so it's a lot easier for the outside world to get into the inside world. And my argument in this new book that's about hormones and toxins is that our environments, uh, ever since Hippocrates said it 3,000 years ago, but also over the last 50, 60 years, our environment is a lot more dangerous to our bodies um, mm -hmm. with the genetic modification of food, with all the herbicides and pesticides that they spray on our food. The, there was a study out of um, New Zealand a couple weeks ago that they, they said they found microplastics in the rain, like mm. the equivalent of like multiple plastic cups just being rained down on you whenever it rains. And the lists go on and on, organic Gerber baby food and, and your regular canned food and, and your vegetables and your fruit and your protein powders. There's this in our environment is just way more toxic and it is there's not great causation studies but there's pretty serious correlation studies right if you look at the rate of autism was one in three thousand in the 80s and now it's down to less than one in 40. Um, and you can pick any kind of disease uh, whether it's Hashimoto's or lupus or high blood pressure diabetes all this stuff is skyrocketing and the 
you know, the argument from the traditional medicine is, is we don't know why it's just happening. And don't worry, like, you know, we're, we're watching out for your environment, but Hey, all of the personal care products, the, the companies that make makeup for women, we're not going to regulate you. We trust you. And, and so you regulate yourselves and what people are putting on their skin doesn't have an effect. And what's in your water doesn't have an effect. And in my experience through working with, with, everything from infants to elderly and everything in between is that our environment is a big player in, in all this disease that's happening. Um, and there's a way to test it. There's a way to clean it up. There's a way to get healthy. Um, the best time to do it is before you get sick, but that's not when people come to see me. People come to see me when it's already, you know, they've run out of options and it's too late, but there, there's always, um, you know, if, if someone is healthy and listening to this, that is a wonderful time to test your body for heavy metals or mold or glyphosate or uh, the environmental toxins uh, that come from like flame retardants in your furniture. There's a couple of studies I quote that like memory foam mattresses have been found to have over 80 different chemicals in them. Um, and that's where you're sleeping. So, you know, my, my argument goes back to the point that these foreign things that we're being exposed to, there's more and more of them. And once they get in our body, they start damaging our mitochondria, start causing cell death and lead to disease. Um, and a lot of that is starting with the gut. So a great place to start detoxing is to get your gut healthy. Mm. And it's an easy, it's a, what I say easier, but it's a more manageable way to make choices that you can, you can do like immediately. This isn't yeah. something like if you have a, you know, you, you're talking about all these other elements um, you know, you can't change the rain. Uh, you, you, you know, you buying a new mattress may not be in your budget. Yeah. Um, and the ones that are all organic and, you know, whatever, they're very expensive, you know, yeah. $3,000, $2,000. Um, so that's oftentimes out of people's budget and they have to just, they live with it, but having all these other, you know, products as well. So I, I think you can really manage, I think I know, uh, because I've done it myself, how to, what you're ingesting, what you're taking in, how to, how to do this. And you share that as well. Again, in our episode, I'll just say in episode 144, I highly suggest you listen to that episode. Again, it had a lot of great reviews and I got a lot of great feedback from it. People who listened. Um, so go back and check that out. We're going to get to um, his new book now. Um, you know, talk about, if, if you will, the, the, the difference between that book and this book is this, is this book a, a continuation of that? Like just an adjunct is like, if you had, written, you know, it would be the much larger book or longer book. Is that correct? That's totally correct. Um, the way I always describe functional medicine, the way it was taught by, to me by people like Dr. Mark Hyman and, and Dr. Chief Deepak Chopra's clinic and, and all these people I got to work with is there's five main areas we look for the underlying causes of disease. And they are food, gut health, mental, emotional, spiritual health, hormone imbalances, and environmental toxins. So anybody that read Unfunk Your Gut knows that we covered food, gut health, and mental, emotional, spiritual health. Those are the three kind of areas I focused on in, in Unfunk Your Gut. So I, I never really kind of planned to write another book. And then it like I started and before I knew it, I was done. Um, and it, what I realized is that I left two areas that were very important out right? And then a lot of my patients are struggling with, and, and a lot of people are struggling with, and a lot of people don't even know that they're struggling with them. And so I combined the last two topics, which is hormonal imbalances and detox. 
And for a lot of people, when they hear that, it's like, what is this guy? Like, how did you combine a book on hormones and toxins? Well, that, that's the argument that I make is that the reason our, to- our hormones are so imbalanced is our toxic environment. I diagnose probably three out of every four women that come through my office with estrogen dominance. Um, I got diagnosed with low testosterone the, at the age of 32. My, the most common autoimmune disease is Hashimoto's disease, which is a thyroid disease. If you look at the general public, the, the number one problem I'd say in America is sugar and, and insulin and, and especially with all the COVID stuff. And that, that, that's the greatest risk. So there's so many hormonal imbalances that people are dealing with that always the first question to me is like, okay, I have low T, why? Or I have estrogen dominance, why? Or I have diabetes, why? And the main thing that I've seen consistently in my practice over the years is, is our toxic environment. So I will test people for heavy metals. I will test people for mold. I will test glyphosate levels. Um, and usually I find these kind of imbalances. Like one of my underlying issues is I had a bunch of lead in my body that I had to get out. Unfortunately for me, it was kind of too late to where I can't keep my testosterone up by myself without like supplements or medications or, or hormones. Cause I was probably living with that stuff for, since I was a little kid. And then you throw in my, my late teens and twenties and of, of a lot of drinking and, and partying and going out and all this stuff. Like I destroyed my hormones through a kind of toxic lifestyle. Um, so if I were to write a whole book, like I love the way you said it, you know, if I were to put like, just to make a dictionary of functional medicine, it would be these two books combined. Um, and, and so, yes, if I probably were starting over, maybe I would have made it one long book, but then also people might've got bored and, and sometimes, you know, not everybody's dealing with a hormonal issue. So that's not for everybody, but again, most common condition is thyroid disease. And and there's so many. So the way this book is broken down is the introduction is is the connection of why toxins are damaging our hormones. And then I go through my wife's morning routine, which starts with going to bed, sleeping, waking up, making breakfast, playing with the dogs and making a smoothie and, and all the different toxins she's exposed to. There's multiple studies that say that the average woman is exposed to over a hundred toxins before leaving the house. And none of them, you know, about, you don't taste them. You don't smell them. You don't feel them, but they're in everything. And so that that's the first part of the book. And then I have a chapter on each different hormone that I work with. And so there's the thyroid, there's the adrenal glands, there's the pancreas and insulin, and then there's the female reproductive hormones and the male reproductive hormones. And then the book transitions into what is detox and and how does detox work and what are your detox organs and what nutrients and supplements do you need to support detox and what foods. And then I get into the main toxins that I test and treat in people. And so there's a chapter on heavy metals. There's a chapter on mold. There's a chapter on some of these other kind of toxins. And then, then the book just kind of ties up what people can do, right? And because like you said, kind of no, no not everybody has access to a functional medicine doctor. Um, not everybody has access to the testing. So what are some things that you can do to start cleaning up your environment and making sure you're detoxing properly? Um, the first step in any kind of detox is to stop exposure. So it doesn't matter if you're talking about somebody with a lead issue, a mercury issue, a mold issue, um, plastics issue, you got to stop exposure. 
And, and so that, you know, I try to teach people how to identify exposure, how to stop it and start cleaning up your environment. And then you can get tested and then you can detox. And I go into each chapter, the different medications, supplements I use to detox the different types of toxins. Um, so it's all there for the reader if they're interested. That's that's awesome. A lot of, a lot of great wealth of information there. I want to, what's coming to my mind is, you know, people, somebody's listening is like, well, I don't have any issues, right? Well, you may or may not know, right? And perhaps you don't, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do this, right? So it's like, let's not, let's not show up at your office or do this or read your book when there is a problem. Let's prevent it, right? This is also preventative as much as it is a curative uh, opportunity. In, in, you know, in my, if I were uh, designing healthcare in America, I, I would have heavy metal testing starting from the age of three. I, I would have microbiome. So like, instead of your routine pediatric visit uh, of just kind of um, loading up on vaccines and, and, a, and a basic check, like I would start with testing your microbiome, right? Especially if you were born by C-section or if you're not being breastfed or if you're born and raised in Chicago or your parents are, are immigrants and they uh, grew up in Asia or in Europe or Africa where they're you know not the same kind of environment because something, our toxin accumulation starts before we're even born. Toxins cross the placenta. So they've done studies on umbilical cord blood, which is the, the blood that goes from mom to the infant as the infant's growing. And they've again found over hundreds of toxins in umbilical cord blood. Hmm. So it, you can be born with, with a bunch of lead or mercury or glyphosate and, and mom didn't know it, baby doesn't know it. And then they get diagnosed with diabetes at six or Hashimoto's at 20 or dementia at 75. And, and this accumulation started before we were even born. So mm. I, I actually even when when families come to me for pre-pregnancy planning, the first thing I do is test heavy metals. And then if there's any kind of worry about mold or anything else, I, I will test that. And I want to get those things out of mom before we start the, the pregnancy process. Um, but my, my hope and goal is that this becomes standard of care. Like when you go in, like that, the only test that they run is not like a CBC when you're a little kid, it's, Hey, you know, let's see where your heavy metals are at because I'm diagnosing people 35, 45, 55. And they're like, well, when did these metals get here? And I'm like, well, we have no baseline. So I have no clue. It could have been before you were born. It could have been a year ago. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. so you don't, I think the hardest part about these toxins that I'm talking about, they don't cause symptoms. So you can have a lead level of 60 and not know it. It's not like, or you could be drinking a cup of water from the tap that's full of lead. You don't taste it. Right. Or when, when someone's eating sushi, that's full of mercury, you don't taste it. It's like, Oh, th this piece of sushi is bad. Because I could taste all the mercury. No, you don't taste it. You don't feel it. You don't smell it. And, but it's there and it accumulates. And then it doesn't present as like, oh, I, I come home and I have a stomach ache from the sushi. That's the mercury that was in it. No, it's uh, I've been struggling with fatigue and dry skin and hair loss for five years. My doctor keeps testing my TSH, telling me my thyroid's fine. Then my functional medicine doctor does a full panel looking at my T4, my T3 levels. Oh, my thyroid's low. 
And now my thyroid's low. I want to know why. And it's like, wait a minute, I have all these toxins in my body and maybe they've been accumulating in my thyroid. And unfortunately I didn't know it when I was eating the mercury and drinking the tap water, but now it's been 30 years of accumulation of these toxins. And now the way I know it is, is now I have a disease, right? And mm. now help me reverse that disease. That, that That's not what functional medicine should be. That's not what medicine in general should be, but we are very much a, like a reactionary society. It's like, well, even people that come to see me, it's like, well, my rheumatologist had me on these three drugs. I have all these side effects and they're basically telling me I'm out of drugs to try next. So, Hey, what is functional medicine? Can I try it? You know? Okay, fine. I'll test for toxins. And people are expecting a quick fix with this. It's not necessarily a quick fix. It's a slow process and you're not going to feel better overnight. And you got to be patient. You just have to trust the process. Getting heavy metals out can take anywhere from six months to multiple years. Getting mold out can take anywhere from three months to years. Um, so this, and yeah, people that come to me are like, yeah, I want to reverse all of this right now. And that, that's rarely an option, unfortunately. And, and so I always warn people like we'll do our best, but also, you know, the, the point of this is not to feel better. The point of this is to get your body back in balance. And by the time your body's back in balance, hopefully you feel better so all the more reason, like, hey, come in before you're, you know, when you're feeling good and, and let's get your body balanced so you don't end up with with some kind of diagnosis that nobody wants. Yeah, I agreed. I um we, we talked about this a little bit before the show aired. Um, I have a newborn, I uh, six months old, and at about five months, well, first we didn't do any vaccines in the beginning. We found a functional medicine pediatrician. Um, she's somebody that is you know, she's, she, she advocates for the vaccine. She's not saying don't ever get it, but she's saying, yeah, I don't wait. say that either at all. Yeah. Let's wait, let's wait, like let your baby settle into the world and, you know, so on and so forth. And so we opted out at the, um, you know, in the hospital when he was born, uh, he was born C-section. It was emergency C-section emergency in quotes, um, <laughs> because I think it was late at night and our OB didn't want to stay there till two in the morning. And, you know, she's like, we got to do this now and put the pressure on. And we fought it for an hour until she was like, you know, it's go time to a point where she kind of, I, I guess she like scared us enough to mm. where like, we felt like it was the right decision, you know, like, cause yeah. you know, like, it was like, I don't want any complications. Let's go, you know, let's do this. So long story short, um, we are now, we were going through this, um, feeding process called baby led weaning, um, which you might may not be familiar with. It's no. feeding him real food. So you talked about Gerber earlier, like I was a Gerber baby, you know, I'm sure you were as well. Like the process that, you know, fast, passive experience, look up baby led weaning. And I, I, I share this with everybody. And so at five months old, my son had barely two little teeth coming out of his bottom gum there. And she said, start feeding them real food. And we're like, really? And so my wife kind of knew about it. She had seen other, you know, uh, feeds and things that she was following. Basically, they're eating real food, everything that you're eating. They sit at the dinner table. He can sit up. He was able to sit up enough in his high chair to be able to sit with us. And you feed sweet potatoes and you know, everything. I mean, oh, there's man. almost nothing that's off boundaries except like honey and salt and um, certain Makes things. But you can get spices like everything. So, I mean, you know, eggs and you want to do it, you want to kind of isolate things too, especially sure. things that typically can cause allergies, like any nuts, you know, peanut butter, almond butter, 
um, eggs, um, what else, uh, fish, any kind of shellfish, especially if so you want to isolate those and just give those, make sure there's no reaction and give them small doses. This is an opportunity for them to also start building up immunity to the foods yeah. um, and getting used to it and building their microbiome in a much more healthier way. Um, and then also giving them the interaction like he can now, I mean, he now at six months and a week, pick up and like put food in his mouth and use a pincer grip and have the coordination wow. between his right and his left hand, which is extraordinary. You cut up the pieces and you, you know, you, you steam them and make them softer. He doesn't have any, but, but he's chewing and he's got a lot of saliva. It makes a mess. Um, but it's really <laughs> cool to see, um, yeah. to, you know, and, and I bring this up to bring the point is like, you can start what you're promoting and teaching in your book at a young age, as early as five months old. You know, Absolutely. and we're, we're getting all organic, free, hormone free, eating chicken, you know, hormone free, free range, you know, everything that we would eat, like spending, but it's, we're spending more money on the food, but in reality, we're spending less money because we're not buying all this, you know, all these like product Gerber and this and that, that would charge an upsell on food that's less than half the quality of what we're giving at a better yeah. quality. And he's learning the process of when he's full, like when he's full, there are some things we need to eat feed him, but he'll like swoosh away or he'll, when he's done eating, he's done eating. We're not forcing it. Yeah. It's not a passive experience. So it helps to create this mindset and, and sort of this also the, the theory of it is creating a, um, an autonomy and independence of eating. So he or she can learn to, um, you know, just kind of navigate their own way. And there's saying it can prevent, uh, you know, children from overeating and obesity and other ways like that as well. So, um, I wanted to share that because, again, it's never too early and it's almost never no. too late to to start this. And unfunking your gut isn't necessarily like thinking about what you're sharing about getting all these med heavy metals out. It could be as simple as like start eating healthy, you know, create the environment that you have the choice to do today without having to find a functional medicine doctor or going through the testing. You know, if you're not experiencing symptoms, it could be as simple as like start having, you know, spending maybe three, four dollars more on chicken you know, breasts that are hormone free and free range and um, air chilled, whatever, you know, that are going to be much better quality for you. And they're going to have long-term benefits and you'll, you'll feel the difference 10 years from now, 20 years from now. That, that I love it. Thank you for sharing that. And that brings me, I think, to a very, I think, important point that's often missed when people are talking detox and, and what someone can do, right? When I feel like in the, um, online world, you know, it's all about detox support and buying supplements and, and people selling detox cleanses. I, I personally hate that stuff. And, and I think there's just the basics, right? Which is making sure that you're sleeping, right? All day long, we are exposed to all these different toxins. Well, nighttime and sleep is when your liver restores, right? So it, the ways to identify you're not detoxing well starts with getting sleep. And if you're not sleeping well, and then in general, what detox is, is all these toxins that I've mentioned are fat soluble and every cell in your body is surrounded with a membrane that has fat in it. So what that means is when you eat, drink, breathe, apply a toxin onto your skin, if they get into your body, they will get absorbed into the fat tissues. So that could literally be any cell in your body. Um, my, my focus in this book is on the, your hormone glands, 
but any cell in your body can absorb these toxins. Um, lucky for us, what what our bodies do, what our body does is send those toxins to the liver. And the liver is kind of the famous detox organ. Well, what the liver does is go through this two-phase process called detox. What it's called phase one and phase two, which I have charts in the book and, and again, all the nutrients that all that, that uses. But through that two-phase process, we make the toxins water soluble. And once they're water soluble, you can then pee, poop, and sweat them out. So what are the basics of detox besides sleep? Drinking enough water, making sure you're peeing. Uh, I always say half your body weight in ounces. So if you're 180 pounds, 90 ounces of water a day, you should be peeing all day long. Making sure that you're pooping every day, right? And some people are like, well, I don't really have gut symptoms, but it's like, I only poop three times a week. Well, that that's not good. That that You need to unfunk your gut because in your stool, you are carrying out all these toxins. Well, if, if your stool is sitting there for a week at a time, you're going to reabsorb those toxins. So you'll never detox if you're not moving your bowels every day. And then the other one is sweat. I mean, I, I love exercise of any type. So, but I also use a lot of infrared sauna for detox. Um, in infrared sauna, it's, it's two part thing is that it causes you to sweat, but the actual, the infrared waves are, um, can kill some of the toxins in your cells. So, you know, again, going back to, to the basics, it's like, you know, people want to, you know, they get hit with this marketing of like, Hey, buy my 30 day cleanse. It'll detox you. And, and people spend all this money. Well, there's, there's a lot of things people can do for free. Make sure you're sleeping, get your six to eight hours right? When you wake up, drink two cups of filtered water um, and keep drinking water throughout the day. If you're not moving your bowels then every day, look at your diet, Get do an elimination diet that we went through in the first book and, and then do some stool testing and gut testing. And so th there's these basics of detox that people are missing that are so important. Like again, it all, our bodies are really amazing. And, and sometimes all we have to do is get out of the way and let, let our bodies do what they're meant to do. Now, the problem with it is, is that we are being exposed to way more than we used to. So our, our detox abilities are a little overwhelmed. Um, also, if you're not doing the basics, then there's, there's more that you can do um, outside of testing and, and getting into all this other more functional medicine stuff. But focus on on exercise, sleep, water, bowels, like that. That'll take you a long way in detox. Yeah, I, I agree. I I've been promoting quality sleep for probably two decades now in my practice, and I've been preaching that sleep has been my superpower. I've barely had issues with sleep. I put my head down at night, sleep through the night, no problem, until we had our son, <laughs> and I've had more stress and, and, uh, irregularity in my bowel movements and, um, just kind of irritability and, uh, just even sickness, uh, yeah. like breaking down, like the you know, yeah. immune system breaking down. Like I've been ill two times in the past six months and I haven't been ill two times in the past three years. Um, you know, and it's, uh, I, I just realized how critical sleep is by not having sleep for the past six months. Uh, <laughs> we're now getting back in, we're getting normalized now and we're doing some sleep training, but um, I want to bring that up because you mentioned how important sleep is um, and it really is. And there's a lot of devices now that you can use 
you know, the aura ring that you can have and track to be able to do that. But it's as simple as, you know, keeping your lights on dimmers at night, mm-hmm. um, maybe using candles or other like soft lighting, um, being able to wind down, you know, not watch TV or use your computer or iPhones or iPad, getting away from that blue light and just really like setting the tone and standard for the evenings to be your recovery and rest time. Let work sit, let everything like it'll be there tomorrow. Like, you know, like I don't have my work email on my phone. I haven't had it on my phone for over 15 years because I'm not a doctor saving lives. I'm not on call. Like, you know, if you need to get me, do my, get me, you know, go to my email and I'll get to it maybe two times, three times a day. You know, I set a standard for my response time so that people aren't expecting me to get back to them right away. And my, the the expectation is, Oh, I just emailed Steve. I'll heal from him in 24 hours or less. That's typically like my, my lead time. And you know what? Maybe it pisses some people off and maybe it doesn't, but you know what? I'm, I'm better personally for it. And you got to take care of yourself first. I can totally relate to that. I, when I started my practice, I was my own receptionist. I was the billing person. I, I did everything and and I had no boundaries and I would reply to stuff 24 seven because I was trying to get going and, and uh, it wore me down. And, and so I have to make, you know, there there's a balance for me, you know, because it's medicine, I guess. And, and so I can't just totally detach but I, I try to make guidelines for myself of, of also like I, I try to not check work email, you know, after like 6, 7 p.m. And, and um, it it's tough, right? It, it's a we live in a, in a world where everybody wants everything right away. And, and, you know, a lot of times things don't need to get run done right away. And, and if my mental health starts falling apart, I turn into a way crappier doctor. I'm, I'm less patient. I'm, I'm, I'm more judgmental. It's just not even a doctor, just human being. Like I'm, I'm not the type of person that I want to be. So, you know, as people that help others, we, we have to take care of ourselves. And I, I've learned that through burning out multiple times in my career of like, Hey, like I need to slow down a little bit and, and, uh, and take care of myself. I need to sleep. I need to eat well. I, you know, I, I do need these things just like anybody else. Yeah. And as you said, I, I feel you on that too. When I'm taking care of myself and I'm doing all the right things, I'm better at what I'm doing. And oh. I'm more, I'm a better coach. I'm a better yeah. role model. I, my, my language, my coaching abilities, things I say, share, do, you know, just are all around better. So that's, yeah. you know, from our perspective, but it could be anybody's perspective. It's you showing yeah. up at the office, you know, and being, you know, the role that you're playing in the company you work for. Um, It's just being the role of, you know, the, the father, the mother, the, the son, the daughter, whoever you are in people's lives, you show up better when your gut is unfunct and when you're doing the right things. And now is no better time. You know, we're in the beginning of a new year. Um, We have really seen over the past few years, how important our health is and you know, it's, um, it, it does start from things that we can't know always see, right? As, as, uh, as we've seen on the other side of the spectrum, you know, viruses, the, the coronavirus, for, you know, example, like we can't see it, we can't see it, we can't touch it, we can't taste it, but it's out there. And it's, you know, when it gets into you, it changes up, you know, your body instantly. Well, food can do the same in a very positive yeah. way. You can literally feel the difference after having one healthy meal 
um, you know, uh, in a more positive way. You can notice uh, and, you know, comment on this. You can feel more energy, a, a level of energy that's more consistent rather than a spike or a crash. Uh, you have better sleep. You'll be less irritable. You'll um, perhaps move better, less pain in joints or other areas, musculoskeletal pain that you might be experiencing, um, maybe less headaches, more focus, uh, better attention. Um, you may even be able to taste your food, you know, better. So all these things are areas that I have seen, um, again, comment or expand upon those, you know, when you start eating healthy. Yeah. I mean, the way that I, I like to look at it is, is that every process in our body needs nutrients to function things from our diet. Right. And so if you want your thyroid to function properly, if you want your liver to be able to detox, if you want your body to make testosterone, if you want your immune system to function, you have to support it. I have to support it. Right. And the best way to support it is by feeding it. And our immune system doesn't get to, you know, come out and be like, Hey, you know what? I really need like a big plate of fruits and vegetables because, I'm getting low on selenium and zinc and all these other nutrients. Like the, 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 unfortunately the immune system doesn't tell us that what it'll tell us is like, Hey, I've been sick for the fourth time in the last two months. I, I need help. I need support. Right. Unfortunately, like for most people, they need that kind of wake up, but anytime someone sits down with a plate of food, just look at it. Like, what am I feeding? You know, how am I supporting my body? And, and if you have just like a fried meal from McDonald's, there, there's nothing in there that that's going to support your body. And instead it's actually going to cause harm. So, um, you know, sometimes the results will be right away. Like if I'm, if I'm juicing or something and you have a juice and it's like all those nutrients, it's like, man, it's like having a cup of coffee, um, the amount of energy. Um, and then if I, um, you know, have a cheap meal or a bunch of fast food or something. It's like my day is basically ruined, right? I feel like crap. Um, so food is information for our bodies and, and, and your all the body, all the functions in your body, whether it's your hormones, your immune system, your detox, none of it, your heart, none of it works right. If you don't feed it, your brain, so, so food is information. And so feed your body healthy foods is a great starting point. Awesome. Great. Well, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm sold <laughs> and I'm sold because this is so important and I've been sharing and preaching this for so long. And, you know, we had you on the podcast uh, about a year ago. I'm excited uh, that you have a new book, a continuation to this, uh, get the funk out a functional medicine guide to balancing your hormones and detoxifying. Um, you can buy it on Amazon. You could also visit your website at www.coz.com to find out more information. Um, any parting thoughts and or comments? Uh, you know, we're, we're, as this is out, we're the approaching the end of January, beginning of February. You know, this is typical time. People who start out really strong with a lot of momentum. Uh, in the beginning of the year, feeling good, wanting healthy and, and fitter lives, uh, perhaps even eating better, uh, exercising more, they start falling off. Yeah. Um, any suggestions on how to keep people motivated and inspired to continue on? Yeah, I think from my own personal experience, what I, what I value the most <clears throat> is someone being in recovery is just the saying of take it one day at a time. 
And, and that, that's where I always try to encourage my patients because what I, what I've seen in, in addiction or with food or whatever kind of, whatever someone's vices, you know, one bad meal turns into a second bad meal and that turns into a bad two days. And then that turns into a week. And it's like one missed workout turns into another missed workout. And, and so we always have a chance to start over. I mean, I've been working on recovery and my mental health for so long. And I mean, just even today, I, in certain situations, I acted a way I didn't want to. And, and I could let that spiral and I could just start being a dick to everybody. And, and that that's not what I want to do. And that that's, you know, I have reminders on my phone to just start over, to let go of control and, and don't let, you know, one bad interaction, you know, turn into a second one or, or, and so it is, it really, when it comes to my recovery or someone's health, it it really is, I think just one day at a time. So if someone, you know, if you got off to a great start on the new year's, like so many people do, but it's like, now we're falling back into old patterns. Don't let it turn back into an old pattern. Like every moment is a moment to reset. And like, you, you can always, you know, every second you can start over and, and, you know, if lunch was fast food, dinner can be something cleaner and, and, and you can turn it around and it, it just, sometimes it's just one foot in front of the other. And, and we just have to break out of that spiral. So try not to, you know, if you are in that spiral again, just remember that it's one day at a time, one woman at a time, and, and you can always start over. Awesome. Great advice. And it's great to have you here again. Look forward to continuing to see your progress and the continuation of this Unfunk Your Gut and again, your new book, Get the Funk Out. Yeah, I think it's very complete here. I appreciate your candidness and your honesty and your expertise. I acknowledge you for all that you're doing professionally and even some of the work that you talked about personally you're doing and continuing your process of growth and being the best person and version of yourself and professionally. You know, we're all just I'd like to say we're we're all subjects in you know form to just do our best and do better. We're not perfect, and you know especially us as educators and people people who look up to. I was having a conversation today with one of my colleagues, and you know we are oftentimes seen as superhuman as well. We can't mm-hmm. falter, we can't fail, we we can't be broken mentally, emotionally, physically. You know, but that as we mentioned earlier in this yeah. you know podcast with the 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 guy who had the heart attack on the, the football field you know we are all human and we all need yeah. to just do our best and pick ourselves back up when we fall down and and ask for support when needed and these podcasts are great ways to to get that support to begin the process i'm sure people can reach you again and you'd be very happy to respond back so yes. again visit your site what is your website again is uh, doc doc dash Pause.koz.com. So, That's it. yeah, I appreciate you being here again. And thanks for, again, all your information and continue doing what you do. Congrats on the baby. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having um, me. You're welcome. And thanks everybody for listening. Until next time, stay healthy and fit. Please rate the podcast and leave a comment if you haven't yet.